Thank you for plugging into this Family Life News podcast, streaming issues-driven, family-focused news. Welcome back to another edition of Issues in Education. Mondays during the Noon Report, we dig deep on the issues impacting our public schools with the good Dr. Ralph Kerr at the Teaching and Learning Institute in Houghton, New York. And Ralph, uh, allegedly, reading is a thing again. Imagine that. Uh, the chancellor of the New York City school system says he will be emphasizing reading skills in the country's largest school system. He must have been listening to this program because you've been talking about the need to do this for a long time. With that in mind, there's an old saying in education, I'm sure you've heard it a time or two, that by third grade children are no longer learning to read, but are reading to learn. Why is that? And uh, is it too late by third grade to develop reading skills? Well, certainly, ideally, reading skills would begin to develop even in kindergarten, but certainly in first and second grade. But I want to say it's not too late by third grade to develop good reading skills. And uh, what the chancellor said is absolutely true, that if you can't read, you're really limited in what you can do in so many aspects of life. I'm just guessing here, but it seems like there is a lot more cases of dyslexia and ADHD being diagnosed than there were when I was growing up. If that's true, I'm not sure if it is, does that automatically mean that those children will need some type of remedial help? Well, I think it is true. Part of the fact is that just the circumstances that teachers are having to deal with now in the classroom, I mean, the lack of good behavior is such an issue that teachers eventually lose their patience with it and make referrals that end up in very often in the diagnosis. Dyslexia is really a learning disability that affects one's reading or writing. ADHD is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. And unfortunately, I think that's misdiagnosed at times. It's possible that if students just behave better, a lot of that ADHD would not be diagnosed. And part of the, the whole behavioral thing starts in the home with their parents. Yeah. You know, what do the parents let their children get away with? And then you being a baseball fanatic, I know are probably as discouraged as I am about the behavior of people at baseball games and at yeah. football games. Certainly if kids are watching TV and see that kind of stuff, they think, well, that must be the way that you work in the classroom. And unfortunately, as we both know, that's not the case. Yeah, we see they're cracking down in districts like Buffalo where they're limiting fans in the stands because kids can't behave right. themselves. And it's, it's right. a complicated thing because there's not like a blood test you can take and say, oh, you have ADHD. It is right. a very subjective right. kind of thing, not to minimize it, those that do have it that have to take medicine for it. But you're right. You can use that to excuse a whole range of things. Um, so Absolutely. much uh, these days, you know, we talk a lot about CRT and we talk about DEI and we talk about these buzzwords in education that anger parents and, and it's righteous indignation. But you, you say a lot of the solutions to a lot of these problems if parents were just more involved in their local public school. One way they can do that is to serve on their school board. What are some other ways that parents can get involved, Ralph? Well, you know, it's easy for me to say this because uh, there are lots of ways to get involved. The issue really is that parents, in many cases, because of economic reasons, just don't have time to get involved because both parents are working. Mm. Certainly the Parent Teachers Association, the PTA, are always looking 
for volunteers, and those meetings are generally in the evenings, and then some of the activities that they do would be on the weekends. One of the things that every parent can do is attend the open house, and those should be coming up right now, in fact. So be looking for those and make sure that you attend that open house. And then finally, we don't talk enough about Pennsylvania, but uh, there was a big story last week involving uh, the Keystone State, the PIAA, says it's going to count all students now, homeschooled, charter school, doesn't matter when it comes to deciding student enrollment, which of course is so important when it comes to the, the different classifications. I know they do it differently in Pennsylvania than they do in New York, but what are your thoughts on that, Ralph, uh, as far as using all of the students, not just the public school students, in determining those classifications? Well, there's some real issues with that, obviously, and this is a new law in uh, Pennsylvania that just is taking effect this year. It does count all the enrollment of homeschoolers, charter schools, and everybody, which could really work to a disadvantage to a school district because it really depends on how many of those students would actually participate. It bumps the classification up, but those students don't participate. That could be a real problem because you could end up in a classification in an area that you just don't have the enrollment to justify at all. Gotcha. All right. Well, we've been a lot of places in the last five minutes, uh, but if you missed or want more information on any of the topics discussed today, Ralph, on issues in education. You have a website where folks can go to. What is it, Ralph? We do, Bob, and that's simply whyrun.org, whyrun.org.